Welcome to the Student of the Game Fire Podcast with your host, Danny B. Today's guest is Julian Serrano, backstep firefighter for the past 10 years in Florida, prepared to fight fire owner, endurance athlete, Florida smoke diver, Leadville 100 achiever. When Julian speaks, he grabs you with his passion and conviction you can hear in his voice. As he quotes on his page, nobody will believe in you until you actually win. That's okay. You just have to believe in yourself, and that'll be enough. With that being said, I present Mr. Julian Serrano. So what's going on, guys? My name is Julian Serrano. I uh, am the uh, co-founder and uh, owner of Prepare to Fight Fire. I'm a firefighter in sunny South Florida, and um, it's truly an honor to be on the podcast. Awesome, man. I'm, I'm glad that you're here. I appreciate you coming on, taking your time to, to, to talk fire stuff with me. Um, so, and I'm pretty sure the uh, listeners are going to uh, love your message because I've listened to you on a couple different podcasts and you're eager, very mm-hmm. motivated. And the message that you're trying to send out to other firefighters is, is what we need to keep this job going and to keep this job, the best job to me in the world. So, Absolutely. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Thank you so much. Um, so, uh, tell us how you got into the fire service. So I've always wanted to be a fireman. Um, ever since I was a little kid, uh, see fire trucks, I wanted to be a fireman. Um, lucky enough, my dad's best friend was a uh, was a chief. Shit, my entire childhood, and um, really, he just solidified me wanting to do the job. The way he carried himself, um, you know, his leadership and his energy and charisma was very admirable. And um, I'll never forget we went to have um, dinner one night at the firehouse. And um, my dad's not a fireman, but he said, come on over, bring Julian. And uh, we had an amazing meal, amazing dessert. And uh, they caught a fire and all the trucks left. And, um, you know, I'll never forget that exact moment that I was like, you know, that's that's it. That's all I want to do. So fast forward, going through high school, I was a punk kid, you know, thinking I have it all figured out. (laughs) And uh, my high school football coach wanted me to go to college. He's like, hey, man, you know, like. You know, you're 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 a big dude. We can get you to a D1 AA, D2 full ride, get you a free education, and then you can become a firefighter. And I was like, Coach, you don't understand. I just want to be a firefighter. I don't want to go to school. So my grades weren't doing the best. And uh he pulls me into his office. He's like, Hey man, your grades are slipping. And I'm like, Coach, I don't need good grades. I want to be a fireman. <laughs> and uh little did I know that was gonna come back and bite me in the ass because you know, obviously you have to take certain tests to get into the community college. Um, mm-hmm. And if you don't do well um, on your ACT or SAT, you have to like take basically a placement test so they can see what your level of knowledge is. And um, so I should have bet on that, had to take a bunch of remedial courses, refreshers. So just getting into EMT school was was hell. Um, so for in, in Florida, we you have to go, you have to get, there's only one department. There's There might be two, very minimal that you can walk in without having any certifications. So mostly in Florida, you have to be a minimum EMT basic, and then you have to have your firefighter one and two certificate. So went to EMT school, um, which as soon as I finished football season, I was out playing basketball. Like I was uh, getting drafted, very uh, passionate in uh, LA fitness. And um, I, I broke my ankle destroyed it the next following months um i gained a lot of weight right so coming out of football i was probably 210 pounds graduating high school so about six months later i was about 270 to 280 wow okay um so put a lot of weight on went to emt school obviously you don't need to be in shape to go to emt school and uh still think i have it all figured out and then go to fire school didn't make the cut right mentally weak physically out of shape two very bad things that you don't want to go into fire school with. Um, so just that combination ultimately put me in the position to fail and um, that I did. So I came home and, uh, you know, just had to really have a conversation. And, and I thank my dad because he's, he's always been a lighthouse for me. He didn't really give me many options. He goes, you're going to either get a job, you're going to go back to school to study something else or you're going to the military. 
but you're not going to sit home. Like you're not going to just like, he didn't accept anything but forward movement. So I got a job with the ambulance. It was miserable. <laughs> and uh, just doing inter-facility transfers. And uh, one day I made a decision. Uh, I walked back, I walked past the mirror. I was overweight and I did not like the person in the mirror. And, and a really a strong message I have is how us as humans, as a society are so unaware of who we really are. Um, just a simple fact of stopping and looking in the mirror and looking at the person you are, looking at the person, the decisions you make, um, how you treat people, right? And and I, I feel when you look at that mirror, it's a it's a it's a direct reflection. And, and honestly, sit there and look and study yourself, right? Who are you, right? Because you know who you are when you look back in that mirror. You can put on a facade, you can act a certain type of way, you can have all these accolades, you can do all these amazing things, but you know what the intention is. You know where. The energy comes from if it's good if it's bad if you wish harm if you wish if you're spiteful if you're um you know envious all these negative things and uh i was not happy with that person that, that i looked back at and from that moment on i said i want to be extraordinary i want to be uncommon so i'm gonna have to do what everybody else doesn't do so that was my journey man and, and now 10 years later i'm still just clawing away at life, just grinding every day to separate myself. Right. Uh, I don't know if you've, you've heard the term separation season. Uh, I don't, I don't believe there's a season. I believe it's a lifestyle. When you, when you live a lifestyle of separation, you are constantly in a, in a frame of thought that you cannot do what everybody else does. And if you do, you're going to end up in the same position they're at. And uh, I have very big dreams, man, very big goals. And, and I put things in the universe and I want to be the person that, changes my lineage's financial circumstance forever so no matter what happens from here on out when a serrano is born they have opportunity um we and i created that opportunity obviously america i do believe is is a land of opportunity we do have good and bad um, we're not perfect but uh this is one of the few places where you can you can be born poor and you can die rich and uh it's dependent on your actions your sacrifice, your discipline over your lifetime. So my goal and, uh, you know, ultimate purpose, I believe is to change that forever for my, for my family. So. Man. Preaching already, man. That's <laughs> yeah. That's, so that's, no, so, I mean, so, it's, so, it's, it's good. It's good. It's, it's what, it's what motivates me. It, what's keep, it keeps me going. And that's why I started this is because I know I'm not the only one out there dealing with issues within your organization complacency so like i just it keeps me going man i love it i love it um you are a florida smoke diver oh that i am <laughs> that is awesome um i know that is not an easy feat to say i know that when when, when you're able to finish the program to say you're a georgia indiana florida like that is no easy feat to me that is awesome uh, can you uh, talk about how you prepared for that? Because for those that don't know, it's kind of like the what I would call the Navy SEALs of fire departments. Yeah, it's it's a test. The smoke diver program was created to test the individual and in his mental uh, resiliency, his physical abilities and his uh, his ability to remain calm under chaos. Um, that was what that's what the course was designed for. So it's a week long test. Every day you're being tested. Every evolution is a test about uh, on all those three things. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a very it's very difficult. And that it's crazy. You know, the society we live in, we've lost meanings to words like yeah. words. Words fall on deaf ears. You know, right. and I, I say it's very difficult. You're like, oh, OK. But like you don't truly understand, like when I say very difficult, like. You start 35 people, you're finishing 10, eight people of the class, you know, and um, these are people that are coming in prepared. Mm -hmm. These are not people that, you know, oh, that sounds like a cool, like you don't just accidentally show right. up to smoke divers. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> like you don't just accidentally show up to Navy SEAL training. Like that's not like you have to go through a certain, you know, level of uh, qualifications and, um, you know, paperwork and stuff like that. So the people that show up are very prepared. And that's not enough. You know, being prepared is not enough. People all the time in my fire department, we talk 
And, uh, you know, oh, you're a smoke diver. Yes, I am. And, you know, they go, oh, so-and-so didn't make it. He trained really hard. And I said, yeah, he did. He trained very hard. That's not enough. Like, that's that's just one part of the program is preparing for it. Um, and like anything in life, you can't be really good at one thing and claim to be successful or feel successful. Um, that's just not how it works. Uh, I talked to somebody the other day about, you know, people think that they can pick and choose what, and, and I used to be this person. So don't, I'm not a, I'm not a mm -hmm. hypocrite by any means. Mm -hmm. um, I work on it every day, but you can't pick and choose what you want to be good at, what you want to put energy into. If you're a part of one thing, you're all in. If not politely say, I can't do this. That's more respectful than saying yes to everybody and being a yes man and giving half-ass effort and produ producing half-ass results. Um, you know, with my coaching program, other day, this guy was like, yeah, I can't afford your program. And he's like, well, so I asked him, so what can you afford? He's like, well, really just my gym membership. I said, all right, man. Well, unfortunately, you don't have the mindset to figure it out on your own. And you affording this gym membership is not going to get you the results you want. So when you're ready, you come back and talk to me. But it's one of those things, man. You you have to put a price on, you know, your goals. And the price is either monetary to get help or it's discipline and sacrifice, which if you've never had discipline and sacrifice, it's very hard to adopt those two things on your own, if not taught by other people. So the program really, man, just to wrap wrap, wrap it up, I, I everybody's pretty vague about it. And and the reason being is, is because it is a test. Um, if I got on here and said everything about the program, it's still going to be extremely difficult. Right, right. Um, but it's a disservice. It really is. Um, but really, what, what I like to say about the program is imagine being tested every hour for six days. Right. And I'm saying every hour, you know, the, the days and go, range anywhere between nine to 13 hour days. <laughs> every hour you're being tested right? Your physical ability, your mental ability, your emotional resiliency, how can you remain calm, you know, when it's hot, when you're exhausted, when your partner's not, you know, exactly listening to you because you never worked with the guy, um, things of that nature. And it's a long six days. It's a long six days. So people don't understand how serious it really is. They, they throw it around like, oh, you're a smoke diver or smoke divers this, or not everybody could be a smoke diver. And it's like, that's 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 where everybody's wrong is all it takes is a decision, a decision to commit, a decision to sacrifice time and to put energy into becoming a better firefighter. That's the whole purpose of the program. Um, now we've gotten into this culture where it, people think it's cool. Um, what makes it cool is the sacrifice. What makes it cool is the discipline to get through it. What makes mm -hmm. it cool is how hard you have to train to actually pass the program not just physically but mentally and emotionally um and yeah man people you know need to really understand to stop putting themselves in a box you know we as a society do that we put ourselves i can never do that you're you're right you fucking can't not with that attitude right you know i hate the word i can't i hate the word uh, i don't think i hate the word uh never you know those are all limitations those are all things that are said by people who are very small-minded and the problem is the society we live in is a lot of people put people in boxes. They put them in cages and it's to control who progresses and who stays the same, who stays at the bottom. And you have to understand that you are enough to be anything in this world, right? You and your flesh are enough. Now it's going to take the mindset, the discipline, the dedication, and the intentional work to get where you want to go. So the program, man, is very special, very special to a lot of us. Uh, holds a dear place in my heart, changed my life forever. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing. Awesome. Cool. Okay. Uh, what would you say the culture is like within your department regarding pride training and camaraderie? You know what, man, I think, I think the fire service, right. I don't like to, you know, come down the pipe with one department. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. This is why. I've worked at two organizations. I've worked actually coming up about the same time at both organizations. And while the departments offer different things and there's different energy at different departments and there's different, you know, policies and there's different equipment and there's different shirts and there's different zones. The characters are the same. 
you have people that care and that would do it for free. And then you have people that are there for the vacation, the status and the money, right? And the people who care, unfortunately, in the bigger departments are very outnumbered. Um, I think they're outnumbered across the country, no matter where you go. If you go to a two-station department, if you go to a 10-station department, if you go to a 50-station, 70-station, FDNY, Chicago, LA, they're still outnumbered. Now, what we what we have done at my department, which is uh, Palm Beach County, is we have changed the thought process of growing with the times, right? And, and I'm very proud of that, that we have been able to adopt new practices, adopt new equipment, be open-minded to just because we've done something for 20 years doesn't mean we, we, it's the right way or the best way. Right. Uh, so we, in the last five years that I've been with the department, I've seen tremendous change in tactics. I've seen tremendous change in culture. I've seen tremendous change in adopting new, you know, ways of thinking. Um, and we have a long way to go. Um, I believe the department I'm at, we, we are the premier department and we need to be the standard, right? Um, we have everything to do that and meet that expectation of my, my own. Um, but, you know, when it comes to camaraderie, it's there, man. Uh, the brotherhood is, is what you put into it, right? Um, if you are always in a victim mindset, then to you, the brotherhood doesn't exist. Um, if you're in the mindset that what can I do to help my brothers and sisters, then the brotherhood is very real. Right. If you're if you're not just a man of service and, um, you know, or if you're not just a, a person of service to the job, but also to people, then you come to realize that everything that goes around comes right back around, you know, and, you know, you reap what you sow. And if you don't put out, you know, the energy and the action of being there for the people, then don't don't expect people to be there for you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. As far as passion, man, passion, you know, I, I see, I work with new guys that are, you know, really, really, really good. And then I work with new guys that are really, really bad. And I'm starting with the new guys because the new guys have very little influence on the department. Right. Who has a lot of influence are the senior guys. And the reason being is because they shape the new guys. So when I work with a newer guy and he's not meeting it, his energy, his actions, his attitude. Hey, man, where do you work? Who do you work with? Oh, OK. All right. Makes perfect sense. Mm. So, you know, you are a direct reflection of your leadership, even with our department that we float a lot and we're we're all over the place. It's one of those things. It's the, the senior guys' job to establish that expectation. I believe, I talked to a friend yesterday, you should never have someone meet your expectation. Because if you have low expectations, your performance, your attitude, and your persona is a low-level person, right? I have very high expectations. So if someone is striving and is close, they're solid. Right. right. If they meet them, they're exceptional. And and I mean, these expectations are, are I don't even meet them. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. they're something I strive for. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, when people talk about setting standards, everybody's standard is different. You know what I mean? Everybody operates in a different you know capacity. Some people are very passionate and ex expect a lot. And then some people are OK with being OK. So I believe that it's our job. You know, as veterans, I think a veteran would be anybody over, you know, four to five years in, in a department. And don't don't get don't get it. I don't want this to get out of hand. I'm not a veteran by any means, man. I, I think, you know, a true veteran is, is 20 plus years. A guy that is always is still a student. You know what I mean? It's still learning. It's still open to new tactics, uh, you know, new ways of doing things, um, getting better in every capacity. But what I mean by that is. It's our job by the senior individuals of the department to display what to be like. Because that's another thing is talk is cheap. If you don't show them by your actions, don't expect them to follow. Don't right. expect them to say, I expect this. And then, 
you don't do anything. You don't work out. You don't put on training. You don't carry yourself in a professional manner. You know, like you can't say one thing and then not do the other. And again, man, I, I'm not perfect. I haven't always followed these philosophies, right? This is me on my journey of, of life and, and growing. Um, so I, I think like, like, like anywhere there's, there's good and there's bad in every department and our right. department I feel is, is, has been heading in the right direction since I got hired. So. Okay. Uh, just another question kind of related to that. What would you say to a hungry, eager, motivated firefighter surrounded or being held back by a non-motivated culture, a complacent culture or organization? What would you tell that individual? So first and foremost, um, the thought process of being held back is self-limiting. Nobody's holding you back. No, no, nobody. Uh, we're not a third world country. You're not a prisoner of war. Um, you are surrounded by negative people. Don't, don't let them change you to be negative, right? That's their thought process. It's not yours. Um, respect it. Understand that everybody comes from a place of experiences, right? They, they have different experiences and it doesn't make it right or wrong for them to be the way they are, but that's just how they are. Um, the best thing you can do is respect the people that you're around. Don't be out of line because you're new and e eager, right? I've been there. Um, I've done that. I've gotten out of line because I think that it should be a certain way. And I have no experience. I have no tragic loss. I have no, you know, really understanding of life. That's neither here or there. You have to understand. You have to control the internal state. That's your, that's your job. You have to control your ability to learn on your own. That's your job. You have to control your ability to train on your own. That's your job. With a certain level of time, there will be a change in where you work, who you work with. And if there's not, and when I mean a certain level of time, I'm not talking about three months, six months. It might take a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And look at that as an opportunity to work on yourself, right? If you can work on yourself alone, you will never need anybody in this world, right? And I'm a person that does believe in having a tribe of people, right? Having a group of people that are like-minded, that are on the same frequency. But before you join a tribe of people like that, You've got to create a person that is an asset to that tribe that is, is going to meet the expectation of the tribe because any elite tribe out there across the world planet, you have to bring something to the table. You can't just show up weak, uh, you know, lazy, not wanting to have aspirations to be better and expect them to welcome you with open arms. That's not how this works, right? Usually a good tribe of people anywhere across the planet is they were on their own for a little while. They built up a person of, you know, a certain caliber of person. And now they find each other that they all are like-minded. And now they, you know, unite forces. And then now they, uh, you know, apply their energy together to be better and to force multiply and create other other leaders and build the tribe up. And now you have a whole community. Um, so I think there will come a certain time where if you are not able to, you know, you know get out of that environment, you, you might have to change departments. Um, I'm not against that. I do believe that, like I talked about earlier, certain departments offer certain opportunities. And sometimes, you know, the department you're in is capped at a certain level. Um, and understand that just because you do go to another department with more opportunity doesn't mean it's a better department. Right. Just means it has more opportunity. Those are two different things. Um, you know, better is, 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 is a term that's, it depends on what, what you're, what your definition of better is, right? Mm -hmm. um, I didn't get in this for the pay. I told the guy the other day, I'd give up 10% to to work with a certain crew and be on the same truck because we we float a lot in, in our department uh, until you have a good time of uh, seniority on six to eight years, um, which I hate. I don't like it. You know what I mean? Some people love it, right? I, I, I wasn't brought up in a system like that. And I don't, I like building trust, building relationships, um, working with the same people, I believe that's what the fire service is, not constantly just floating in and out and just really being a ghost. So I hope that helps the new guy. I can't argue that. That's well said. Well said for sure. Uh, what keeps you personally invested to continue to stay positive and loving the job? Oh, man, that's a deep question. So I would have to say I always wanted to just be a firefighter. Like I always mm -hmm. wanted to be a fireman. And being a fireman means never stopping, right? 
never stop training, never stop being better because I owe it to myself, right? I believe this is my thought process. If you can't show up for yourself, you can't show up for everybody else, anybody else. So I owe it to myself to be better. Good days, bad days, days I don't feel like it, laziness. Mm -hmm. it's, it's up to me, right? Nobody else is coming. It's up to me. The citizens depend on somebody showing up that is elite of caliber and mindset, physical ability, and emotional intelligence. They don't care what's going on in Julian's life. They don't care what my physical fitness is like. They don't care how smart I am. When they have a problem, they want me to figure it out and make it happen, make it better, right? That's all they want, make it better. My brothers and sisters at the department depend on somebody who is an asset, not a liability, right? And then the first thing, right, and I did it in the reverse order, is my wife and my family, right? Mm -hmm. Who, Who is the person that they can count on, they can depend on, right? Because, again, they don't care that you're not feeling motivated, that you're not... You, you know, you have a victim mentality. Poor me. You are, are you got knocked down and, you know, it's not fair. Life's not fair, man. It is what it is. You got to get up. Um, I, I think success is determined not by, you know, the accolades that you have, but rather the persistency you've shown in achieving those accolades, right? The ability to just keep showing up, keep showing up no matter what, because ultimately success is irrelevant. But the person that, um, never quits is undeniable you know mm -hmm. if you quit if you don't quit you'll never lose period never um and and we we've lost that the train of thought as a society so that's really what what gets me going okay okay and at what point so like i've seen your your, your the videos that you share on, on your on your instagram and what what triggered what breaker flipped when you're like you know what I need to change my physical status. And, and it just seems like you keep up in your game. Right. You know what I mean? So like, well, you, you know, it's, it's funny, Danny, um, people think that life is a destination, right? Like there's a destination. There's, there's a finish line and um, there's not this life. We live is infinite. There's levels that you will never reach. Right. And mm -hmm. uh, it's just getting to the next level. Right. I, I, life is a game. It's, that's really what it is. It's it's a game. Life is a game. And each level has different characters. Each level has a different bad guy at the end of the level that you're going to have to overcome. And then you overcome it. Awesome. Another starting line, a new level. Now you got to get through that entire level. You got a, a bigger bad guy that you got to get through. All right. Defeat that guy. Next level. <laughs> and it's just never ending. You know what All I mean? Right. Like you look at like, financially um you know there's so many levels uh from a, a a knowledge standpoint there's so many levels from an emotional uh, intelligence standpoint there's so many levels uh resiliency there's so many levels you know um and we can keep growing you can keep getting better you can keep you know in all facets right don't even get me started on fitness fitness there's and that's that's just something that's you know you think about it as a whole and it's overwhelming from strength to mobility to endurance to stamina to, um, you know, a mindset, right? Um, how to really tap into that mindset and, 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 and go places that your body is not physically supposed to go, right? Um, I, I do believe that the human body has been pampered for a long time. And uh, hearing somebody run 100 miles is impressive today. And that's because our society is very weak, right? Um, our, our ancestors used to travel thousands of miles yearly. <laughs> you know, um, they weren't running, maybe not, but they were mm -hmm. still, they weren't just walking down the road. They had all their shit they were moving across, you know, migrating around. Right. So, um, yeah, man, that's that's just it. There's, there's another, there's always another level. And um, one thing I'm trying to do now is be intentional on the level that I'm in because um, you can't have the mindset of, What's next? What's next? What's next? Like you got to focus and, and enjoy and endure and appreciate the the process of the level you're on, right? What what are you struggling with right now? What are the what are the wins you've you've capitalized on during this level, right? Well, how, how much have you grown in the last you know month, two months, three months, you know, and, and truly be present in in the, the the state that you're in. That way, when you do level up, um, it's more gratifying. 
because you you enjoyed the process of the re, of the, the previous level. If not, you're just going to be in this constant state of pursuit, and uh, that's not a good place to live. Okay. All right. Uh, what are your ultimate goals for Julian Serrano? Oh man, so um, ultimate goals right now is uh, is to be be a better person. Uh, what does that mean? Be a better person in the aspect of anywhere I show up, um, I bring a smile, I bring uh, energy, I bring informative information, um, and I, I truly leave people better than I found them. And um, I create a relationship. Life's I really have been digging into this thought process of how important relationships are in life. And um, every person I meet, I want a relationship with because you never know when life comes full circle and you need that person. Mm -hmm. uh, people you don't even think you need. You know what I mean? Like, um, and it, it's not the thought process of needing something from them. It's the thought process of making their life better because I showed up. Car wash, on a run, um, grocery store. Just simple moments, man. Simple moments that people are so busy and so caught up. You could really, you could really change someone's train of thought and make someone's day better by just being present and 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 trying, you know? So that's the number one goal right now um, is, is improving my own humanity. Second goal is um, obviously right now we're training for a big ultra event at, at the end of the year. Um, I'm going to run 220 miles. So we're, we're changing the training up. We're, uh, we're getting stronger so the body can withhold the, the beating. And then um, we're increasing the mileage on, on, on running weekly because the last couple months I kind of laid off the running. And uh, so those are physical goals. And then, um, you know, financially we, we just are trying to put ourselves in a good position to, succeed within the next 10 years and um really plant seeds today that will be flourishing you know huge trees in the future okay and regarding the fire department where do you have any goals of like being a engineer lieutenant captain battalion chief yeah so i i i made some mistakes man and i put myself in a position recently and uh in in my fire department and the position it put me in, it, it made me slow down, right? It made me realize what's important, what's a priority. And um, right now, I, I still have to be a better firefighter. Um, I think people are promoting way too fast. I think people are promoting for the wrong reasons. And um, until you really understand not only your job, right? That's That's superficial. Mm -hmm. Once you understand the tactics and you're on for a couple of years, you understand how things work. But there's so much more to to really per perfecting the craft and perfecting the position and understanding that you can't promote without first putting yourself in that promoted position time and time again in the position you're in, right? Um, because you don't just become a leader because you get promoted in the bugle. That, that's not how it works. Um, <laughs> you're not. You're not just you know, oh, you're the captain now. You're in charge. You've never been in charge, ever. <laughs> like, you've never led yourself. You've never led anything. You've never led anyone. And now, because you got promoted, you, you think that's going to change? Mm -hmm. Sure. You could bark up the tree all you want. All the all the savages up, up top of the tree are going to look at you like, dude, shut up, man. We're not listening to you. Like, so I believe that right now it's time to build Julian up into the person where what I do promote Um there's nothing but respect that makes sense. There's nothing but like, you know, like this dude's fallen a lot and he got back up and, and look what he's done with, with his mistakes. He never let them define him. So, you know, that, that's a testament too. is, is, you know, we're all human. We all make mistakes. We're all going to really, really mess things up. That's not who you are. It's just what you did. Right. You know, and what you did doesn't make you as a person, right. It just makes you human. Um, and, and that's across the board. I think we're very judgmental as a society. We're very, on we're not we're not able to put ourselves in the position where like you have to remember every human every adult was once a kid running around on a playground like they weren't put on this earth to harm people somewhere along the line somebody created trauma created bad experiences to turn them into the evil that they are right mm -hmm. and um along the way we as humans make mistakes um, you know, I think for the most part, not because we're evil or not because, you know, we 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 have bad intent, but our mindset's in the wrong place. Right. So that's why I always revert to back 
you got to be present. You got to understand like what's going on right now. The future is important, but the present is is what we live for. Um, and and so that's where I'm at, man. I just want to be a better firefighter, be a better uh, team player, be a better leader, and still have a lot to learn, a lot to learn. And I, I believe, you know, with with the way my department operates, how much I've been floating around, um, I really want to get under a specific leader and work with a, a actual crew and um, and experience that. Because if, if the way it works with our department, if you promote, you really are up to getting floated anywhere. And you're back in that pool because you get promoted, right? Mm-hmm. You're less senior again. Now you're just floating again. So it's like, I've been doing it. I want to, I, I want to experience a certain crew. I want to experience a certain leader um, and, and, and serve a certain area longer than a couple shifts, if that makes sense. No, I totally get you. I totally get you. So my next question for you, engine or truck? Truck. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I believe, and that's another thing, I believe we've lost sight of what the purpose of the fire department is. Um, oh, abs- of, yes, absolutely. We have a lot of people that are very, um, how do I say this po- politically correct, very invested in hose management. And um, I think it's very important. It's vital. It is. But if we save the house and pull out dead people, we didn't do our job. Damn right. You know, so um, our job ultimately is, you know, primary search, right? We're, we're, we're going to save people. Houses are important. Animals are more important. And belongings are important, right? And, and, and people don't understand that. And, and that's why I'm a very, very big advocate of being aggressive, you know, uh, putting ourselves in a position to save a structure, right? Secondary to a search, not, not before secondary to a search, because think about all the stuff that's in your house that means something to you. Mm -hmm. And think about you coming home, finding out your house is on fire and you see these, these idiots sitting outside with hoses in their hand and your house burnt to the ground, you know, Mm -hmm. and a different tactic, a different mindset, could have saved half the house, could have saved the garage, could have saved the bathroom, could have, whatever. And right. you, you have a, a something of, of memory, of, of love that, you know, you still have. And, and, and that, that's, that's, that's the purpose, right? Mm-hmm. The purpose is, oh, well, it's, it's dangerous. It's a newsflash to everybody in the fire department. It's the dangerous profession. <laughs> like, newsflash. Yeah. Read the, read the inside of your helmet, man. Read your gear. Right. It literally says this will not protect you from death. There's right. a reason. <laughs> right. Like there's a reason. And this this thought process of like we gotta be safe. You know how you're safe? You train very hard. You know how you're safe? You're physically fit. You know how you're safe? You put yourself in a position to mentally be a strong person, right? To have a forge a mindset where you're gonna be put in bad situations and you're gonna be able to control your emotions and make your way out with your guys. That's being safe. Being safe is not sitting behind mm-hmm. you know policies and procedures and 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 these 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 safety nets like that's not safe right that's being a coward that's not what the fire department is so that's my little soapbox and, nah uh, dude you uh no nah, it's 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 a hundred percent for those that actually care about the job that is exactly what this job is we signed up knowing hey no fireman and i've said this before to others no fireman wakes up in the morning going you know what oh i gotta go to work today i'm gonna die today no fireman wants to do that we right. want to just be able to do our job and do it well and not be put on a leash because of your SOPs, your SOGs and all this stuff. And, you know, the word aggressiveness is is it can mean so many different things and it's being used a lot, but it all depends on the context that you're using it. Mm-hmm. For, you know what I'm saying? So I, I totally get what you're saying, because to me, a lot of fire departments have forgot about we are here for the people. We are here for the community. We're here for the city. The people that we tell, hey, close your door at night, uh, close before you doze is, is the term, but they're not knowing, hey, uh, we're also kind of playing God in certain ways where certain departments are looking at a structure going, nope, if someone's in there, they're dead. That's not our job. That's not our job at all. No. Um, and, and at the end of the day, um, when it comes to senior leadership, back to relationships, what type of relationship have you cultivated with your with your leadership? Because if they don't trust you, you're less likely to be able to do your job, 
right? So some people, you know, oh, well, this chief won't let me. Well, first and foremost, yes, there are certain individuals out there that operate um, under a different set of procedures that aren't right. But if you have a, a track record of being dependable, being reliable as an officer, as a, as a firefighter, as an engineer, and you say, hey, chief, this is what we're doing. This is why. Okay. Right. Compared to that trust factor. I don't trust this guy, man. So we're going to do this. That chief could be completely wrong, but you can't blame the guy. You know what I mean? Um, another thing was, oh, well, that certain chief doesn't like people putting people on roofs. Well, have you seen who he works with? I wouldn't put him on a roof either. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So there's that aspect, too, of like your personnel. Dude, it does depend on. The, the tactic that is employed. And unfortunately, some people say, well, uh, my taxes won't change no matter who the personnel is. Well, you're going to put people in position that are not going to meet what's required of them, period. That's the bottom line. Um, you can't put timid people into an aggressive situation and expect a, a positive outcome. It's not going to happen. Um, they're going to crumble. They're not going to be in shape. They're not going to be mentally uh, forged and ready for the heat, um, the push, um, and the actual, obviously, the procedure of doing what we have to do, uh, primary search, um, or I'm sorry, ventilator search, vertical ventilation, making a push down a hallway that's hot, uh, stretching a deuce and a half, putting it in position to where we're, we're actually going to get it in play quickly. Um, people that aren't trained up, that aren't in shape, they're just, they're going to fail. You know what I mean? And if you can, and that's why it's so important to, to have relationships, to be aware um, and understanding what personnel are, are on scene and what their strengths and weaknesses are. Um, and, and this is from just a first, second due company. Like this isn't even from a battalion chief level. This is just understanding that not everybody, and, and it's sad. It really is, man, because, you know, everybody showing up to a fire scene should be able to do everything at a very, you know, I wouldn't even say high level of execution at a normal mm -hmm. level of execution, right? Just mm -hmm. execute the, 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 the plan. Um, but that's not, that's not the case, man. And, and I think it's our job as aggressive, passionate firefighters to, to, to build that, to make, make that more common across the board. Right. So it's more common that people are in the mindset of VES or in the mindset of vertical ventilation or in the mindset of stretching in a, in a working fire, right? Not, you know, yeah, I, it's just one of those things, man. You you have to pour into people, and you have to pour into the relationships to build people up. That that's the that's the biggest thing. I think people, I think God put passionate, aggressive, and uh, strong-willed people in the fire service to be the glue to hold it together. And uh, we always say, you know, we're, we're outnumbered, um, and and that may be true, but at the same token, you can also build, right? build like-minded people, build the like-minded culture of passion, aggression, and doing things right. And when, when, when I use that, the term doing things right, you have to do everything right. You can't pick and choose, like you just said about being God. You can't pick and choose. You're going to do something right, you do everything right. right. Everything. You right. clean right, you run EMS calls right, you run fire calls right, you check the truck off right. I mean, everything, you have to apply that because the moment you start picking and choosing, that bleeds into everything in your life, right? And then now it's just, it's a bad outcome. That's what happened to me, you know, that from personal experience. I pick and choose what I wanted to pour into and mm -hmm. you have to live a certain way. You can't be half in, half out. Right, right. Okay. And of course that all comes with experience. You're, you're learning your growth because we're all, like you said, we're all going to make mistakes, especially when we're young. You know, I look back at things I did when I was there and I'm like, damn, I was a fucking idiot there. Like, so right. seriously, but as you grow and mature, hopefully as you grow, you also mature and learn the right way to do things. So I totally get it. Absolutely, man. Uh, what key factors are or elements are needed to make a good firefighter regardless of rank, which I'm pretty sure you probably already hit that. Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing is uh, attitude, right? Um, understanding. You know, every, you can learn something for everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to be optimistic, right? You got to keep an open mind. Um, and then the third thing is, is be okay to fail. Be okay to make mistakes. Don't right. dwell. Don't be a, don't, 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 don't just sit there and cry in a corner, dude. Like 
be be a grown up. You you made a mistake, man or female. You made a mistake. Own it. Like mm-hmm. if you make a mistake, run into that wall at a thousand miles an hour. Please. Don't like tiptoe and like, oh oops, like no no no. If you make a mistake, send it. Right? You make the mistake, you learn from it, you move on. It is what it is. A lot of people get upset with themselves and they they sit in this like pity party. And that doesn't doesn't do anything for anybody. Now you're in a mood, you change the energy, like we don't have time for that. Like we mm-hmm. have to be ready right mm-hmm. away. Ready because the next call that comes in, I might need you. And you're in a state where you're you're not dependable right now. You're not an asset, you're a liability. Right. So uh, adopt the mindset that it's okay to make mistakes. We've gotten away from this. It's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to not know things. People are like expecting everybody to know everything and people to be perfect. Stop it. Cut it out. Like that's not the truth. Make mistakes. I don't give a shit about that. I want you to have a good attitude after, right? And and laugh about it. Same thing with not knowing something. Don't lie. Be honest. I don't know. Cool. I don't know. What we got. Now, right. I will say that if you don't know something after being a part of an organization for a certain period of time, I will say and I'll mention this, you should know this. This is why. But this is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be a dead horse. Mm-hmm. I'm, just gonna you, I'm gonna let you know you should know this. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Um, you should know where you need to sit on a fire truck that's not a four-man engine, three-man engine. You should know like simple stuff like that. You should know where equipment is, you should know the policies and procedures, you should know what the first due assignment, second due assignment, third due assignment, you should know what the first uh, alarm consists of. Like things like this, you shouldn't, this is your job. You should know your job. And people have gotten away from knowing our job. So um, those are the three things I really recommend anybody uh, really adopt and practice. Okay. All right. And the last question for you, in your opinion, what do you think the American Fire Service can improve on? Oh, mindset always. Um, The mindset that your way is not the only way. The mindset that everybody brings something to the table. Don't belittle anyone. Um, the mindset that there is a standard, there is an expectation, and you have to earn your keep in this line of work, period. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what you did. You are not going to walk into any firehouse in America and think that you 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 know it's your God-given right to be there. You have to earn that every single day. You have to earn the trust and, the, uh, and create a relationship with the people you work with, just like in anywhere else. You know what I mean? You have to understand that like you have to show people who you are and not by talking it's through your actions right it's easy to work hard during the day it's easy to be the, sh- the shining light during the day what happens when you get your shit pushed in all day all night and it's 4 a.m oxygen needs to be replaced hitty leader needs to be replaced the air bottles are low mm-hmm. uh, you use the saw at three in the morning it's 6 a.m uh, uh you know just changing your shift are you cleaning that saw are you replacing all this shit are you still that shining you know, a superstar when you're tired, right? That's true character. That's how you build trust. That's how you show people this guy deserves to be here, right? Not by, oh, you know, running your mouth or whatever the case may be, you know? And listen, guys, I'm, I'm not perfect by any means, but I strive to do the right thing all the time. And if I do the right thing all the time, eventually people will see, will see like, this guy's really about it. You know what I mean? And it takes time. I, I want everybody to understand that. Right. Like, it's be a couple months of doing this stuff, man. Years, years to build that reputation. Um, and when you make mistakes, man, biggest thing is just own it. Own it. Be honest. Don't blame anybody. Don't be a victim, right? You are in, in charge or responsible of everything, right? There's a quote. I'm going to probably butcher it, but you are the master of your fate and the captain of your ship, right? So you you determine where you're going in life and you are responsible for any mistakes or actions that you you know produce in this life that we live nobody else right oh well they they influence me okay we're all adults right you know what i mean you know the difference between right and wrong and if you can't stand up for right and wrong then you're in the wrong profession um period so it said any better man damn i i knew yeah 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 i knew this was gonna be a good one um Quick, quick little question that I didn't ask. Uh, tell us about Palm Beach County, like the size, how many stations, uh, roughly how many calls a year. That way, you know, people know because some yeah, people might not. Yeah, know. so we, uh, we, we're, we're pretty large. We have uh, 50 stations currently. Okay. Uh, we have, um, obviously, special ops. We have um, Trauma Hawk, which is uh, the, the basically air division. Um, we have just... Uh, Wait, hold on, I'm sorry. 
Y'all have your own air division? Well, kind of. It, it, it's 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 one of those things. It's 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 sponsored by the health department, but okay, we okay. have we have paramedics and uh, nurses that are firefighter paramedics on on the birds. Nice. Um. So, like Miami Dade has their own air division. Their pilots are firefighters. Their planes are owned by Miami Dade. So they and they they do training with the Coast Guard. They do training out in the Everglades. Like they actually have their own air division. I think one day we will get there, but we're not there right now. Okay. So right now the healthcare uh, department it owns the helicopter. They put the pilot, and then Palm Beach County Fire Rescue puts the um, the nurses and then the firefighter paramedics on it. Cool. Um, we're just now opening a Marine division where uh, we got jet skis and boats, uh, at, at three or four stations across the County. Um, we have 2000 personnel and, um, calls. I think we're, we're at about 130 to 150,000 calls a year. Um, so we're, we're busy, man. And, uh, we have a, a, a bunch of different demographics, um, and a bunch of different, um, you know, zones that, that offer different, you know, hazards and, uh, we've got the ocean. We've got obviously rural. We've got you know um, busy cities. Um, so there's a lot of places to work, um, and it's it's a very big and growing uh, agency. Um, one that you know I, I'm proud of. To, I'm proud to represent, and I'm proud that has given me an opportunity to represent. Awesome, awesome. Okay, and uh, lastly, because I I, I like I actually don't like bad word. I love the message you're trying to to send out. So. Please talk about your uh, firefighting coach out to anyone because you never know. Somebody out there might need what the services that you provide. So go ahead. This, right. It's your little shameless plug. Yeah, no, no worries. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm a firefighter coach. So what does that mean? Um, that means that I will prepare you mentally, physically, and emotionally to get ready for this career. Um, if you're in, in the prep of this career, I will not only get you ready physically or create a plan of attack of where you want to work, We'll get your interview ready, and I'll make sure your resume is really dialed in. Um, I'm also coaching firefighters that are on the line that really want to elevate their fitness mindset and nutrition. Um, so I offer one-on-one coaching with that, and that's through my uh, Prepare to Fight Fire Fitness app. So anybody that's looking for, um, you know, to be the candidate that every department wants to hire, uh, you know, come come to me, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll make you that candidate. Absolutely. And then if any firefighter is struggling and, you know, wants to really take over their life and Stop making excuses and we'll get you on a fitness plan. I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm going to explain to you how nutrition works and how to eat the right foods at the right time. And we'll get you back into the best shape you've ever been in your life. So awesome. Well, like I said, Julian, I, I, I appreciate having you on pal. Um, this is, this has been a good one. I'm sure anybody that's in the mindset that me and you have are, are definitely going to enjoy this one. So I, I appreciate yeah, having you on, sir. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Danny. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right. If any of the listeners out there are or know of a great firefighter who embodies the principles of being a great communicator, goal-oriented, hardworking, humble, passionate, and professional, regardless of rank, career, or volunteer, contact me at studentofthegamefirepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, stay focused, stay committed, and stay safe.